Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Janicia. Janicia Laura is a former Singaporean beauty queen and the founder of Soul Rich Women, Southeast Asia's leading network for female entrepreneurs connecting 12,000 plus women and 200,000 subscribers across the region. In 2015, she established Soul Rich Woman as an avenue to impart her two decades worth of knowledge in entrepreneurship, marketing, and branding to its all-women community, enabling her to use her influence to help aspiring womanpreneurs to succeed. Where Janicia pours her passion and knowledge and a place where she and a network of female mentors share all the latest online business trends and updates to keep its members, members digitally savvy, well-informed, and constant, constantly steered in the right direction, making them confident and successful in running their own businesses. Since its inception in Singapore, Soul Rich Woman has now grown to be a network of 12,000 plus female entrepreneurs with a presence in other Southeast Asian countries, including Malaysia, the Philippines, Vietnam, and Indonesia. Holy moly, that's a heck of a bio, let me tell you what. And uh, I fully give it to you guys for keeping up with all the changes in the digital world because that's so hard to do because there's so many of them. Um, but first, I'd like to say thank you for coming on the podcast today, Janisha. Well, thank you for having me on your show, Megan. And I know that you have a, you had a bit of a rough patch a while ago. You um, had a had a business and it didn't end very in a, in a very nice manner. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that story? Um, just like any other businesses, when you first started, you are young. You don't know what is contract. You don't know what is uh, black and white. You don't read. You just say, "Okay, he's my friend." or She's my friend. And then you just start a business together. So when you have um, things like that and when your friendship don't turn out well or when something happened, you're not protected. So at the end of the day, there were issues uh, with the uh, payments out to suppliers and therefore um, the, there were a debt that is actually uh, cost to the business, like, you know, put forth to the business because of the whole situation. Yeah, so that was the um, whole whole thing that was happening yeah so you it didn't end well and it ended with did were you the one that had to pay off the debt for the business uh yes that's right yes and how much debt was that uh six you don't figures. have to give us yeah you don't have to give us an exact number so yeah. six figures yeah. <laughs> yes. how how are you able to cope with that like mentally and emotionally because that would be a heck of a blow to anybody Definitely, um, definitely. I was a suicidal. I was depressed, you know, and I thought of uh, jumping out of my window, you know, uh, because yeah. in Singapore we have like you know this HDB buildings that's about ten, twelve stories high. You know, I thought of killing myself, but uh, I think God is good that uh, really uh, they have very good support network that friends prayed for me and kind of like helped me through. And most importantly, I had a very good mentor whom guide me through. A new ways of making money. That means uh, stop looking in your past and crying over all the spilled milk because what is done has already been done. So you need to continue to look forward and 
you know, do do something, get a life in order. So what I did was I started the e-commerce business. I went to online business. I helped entrepreneurs to set up automated businesses um, in beauty business, in uh, fashion businesses to help them to kind of have a no logistics, no manpower kind of business. And that took off and the rest is history. Wow. I mean, I can understand. I myself have struggled with depression and suicidal ideation at times before, but it didn't have to do with business. It just had to do with life in general, but that's a hard place to be. And I find that the support network is the most important thing um, for us to be able to move past that. So was it your mentor that helped you find the strength to start a new business? Because that's a six figures in debt is a heck of a burn. A lot of entrepreneurs would be like, I'm not doing business ever again. Well, I really believe that you are not what you have done. You are what you have overcome. So my mentor, his name is James, James Wee, and he's really amazing. So he kind of took me through and guided me through in terms of the business side. I mean, really, when it comes to business, you must give yourself a second chance. Nothing is fixed because when you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur is meant to survive in any situations, all kinds of situations. It's in the genetics, like whether you're an entrepreneur or not, if you meet a failure and you say, okay, I call it quits and you go into a job, then you're not an entrepreneur. You're just trying to be an entrepreneur. But a true blue entrepreneur will be able to find a way out, whether is it through, under, over, or through the side walls or sidewalks. You just have to get it there. So I think the key thing is, never give up and give yourself a second chance. And which I did. Eventually, I made my money. I reinvested into a cafe business that led to a retail chain in three countries. Wow. So, and this business itself, we have five uh, five partners. So each of us do different parts of the thing, uh, she banks. So for example, I handle PR and marketing. Uh, one partner handle operations. The other partner handle franchise. One partner handles the um, looking into the uh, sort of kind of like messaging of the uh, business. So when, when, if I were not to, to give myself an opportunity to learn and to grow and to say that, okay, why don't we try again and don't let that bad thing um, burden myself just like a lot of women out there who let their uh, history hold themselves back and mm-hmm. let that be an excuse towards their future hey you are not what you have done you are what you have overcome don't let all these things be, uh, let you become a victim of your own circumstances step out of your comfort zone and look from a different perspective and because of that the we, I was able to recognize that each of us have our own strength. And because of this partnership, we were very successful because we don't step on each other's tails. We do quarrel, we do fight. It's just part and parcel of partnerships, but we respect each other. That's the, actually the most important thing in a partnership. And of course, black and white, you know, after having learned the lesson, you know, your name must be in the business. It must be black and white contracts written so that you protect yourself and you protect other people as well. Eventually, we sold and we exited to a public listed company owner just recently. Wow. Yeah, I can see. It It must have been difficult for you at first to be like, I'm going to go into this partnership, even though I've already been burnt by one. But I like how you pointed out that this time you made sure that everything was laid out in contracts and so that you're not the person that's going to be 
you know, having to take care of that soul burden, like all of you are equally responsible for it. So I love how you pointed that out and how you said it mistakes. We all make mistakes, right? We all do, but they're not, I always say they're not failures unless we don't learn from them and move on. If we stay stuck in that place, that's when they become failures. So yep. now, now, oh, actually I, actually, I would also like to add, keep going until your bank account looks like your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would you want your, your bank account to be zeros, right? <laughs> right. No, yeah. I, I love that you, you said that. And what has been your, your biggest struggles as an entrepreneur besides the six-figure debt and, and that business? But what has, been, what has been the biggest struggles for you? I think the biggest struggle for me as an entrepreneur is always to keep up with the trends in the market and market changes really fast, especially I've been an entrepreneur for more than 10 years now. And, you know, back then market trend was like, okay, if you start with a business, the next trend will come, the next wave will come in another 10 years. And then now it's like getting shorter every three years, uh, five years, and then it was three years, you know. So now that, you know, with this, all the social media and online thing going on, the way we used to do the business and the way we do now, we need to know how can we adapt and how can we improve. Say, for example, now we use uh, multiple approaches to reach out to our audience so besides other than just a website you know how can you actually use facebook live to get customers or to attract people to you so that you are seen as authority in your niche how can you leverage on instagram stories so that people want to keep following you and know that you are there consistently for them it's all about uh, you know, attention spans are really very short now. It's all about letting people know that you are there with them and consistently showing up for them. Yeah, consistency is key. I say that to everybody, especially as a podcaster. I Anytime a new podcaster asks me what my, my best advice is and my consistency, because if somebody's listening to your podcast, they're, they're invested, like they want to hear it. And so they're going to expect to hear it every week or twice a week, however you set it up. But if you're not consistent about that, they'll lose interest. They'll, they'll forget about the podcast because half people don't subscribe. So I love how you pointed out consistency because you, a lot of times we see people that are all over the place. Like they might post like one day, but then they don't post for like three weeks. Then you're like, where, where are you? I, I don't know what's going yeah, on here. That's for sure. Even when Steven Spielberg, when he first started, one of his first movies cost $500 to make and wow. was shown in a local cinema. And 500 people came to the movie and one is thought to accidentally pay $2. I mean, each ticket was costing about a dollar. Getting Steven Spielberg, Spielberg himself a dollar um, earning from the film. So he made only $1 out of one of those first movies. He also started small. You know, and then after that, he was consistently putting out movies again and again and again. And eventually now, he has multiple blockbusters under his belt. If yeah. he wasn't even consistent, I mean, then where is Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, we wouldn't even know his name, but he's like one of the yes. biggest names in Hollywood right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. So that consistency is definitely key. What are some tools that have helped you on... Um, on your entrepreneurship journey? Like what have been the, the things that have helped you the most? Because you talked about the things you've learned and the things that you had to, you keep up with, like the trends, but what has helped you? Because a lot of people, some, a lot of entrepreneurs when they're listening 
are like, well, I, I don't even know where to start. There's so many courses and so many coaches and so many things that we don't even have any idea where to start. But where did you start? First and foremost, always find a mentor. I know there's a lot of gurus and experts out there and some of you might not even want to look for a mentor. You just want to Google and piecemeal things together. But you ask me having walk a journey of more than 10 over years in terms in my entrepreneurship journey. Um, I did not succeed on the first try. Uh, so finding a mentor can actually shorten your journey for you and help you to move faster and not hit on all the roadblocks. So there are two things I always say when you want to find a mentor. That's the most important. Invest in yourself and find a mentor. Invest in yourself and find a mentor. That's what I always tell my community of women in Southeast Asia. So the first thing is find a mentor whom you truly respect and you really can hear the words that the person is saying. Um, what do I mean by that? Because some of us actually adore or idolized a mentor. Sometimes with idolization or you adore so much, sometimes you just treat the person and because maybe the person's a celebrity, you kind of don't really hear or see what the person's trying to really say. You kind of have a fantasy about it. So I think that you should come back down and look into reality. Also, some of us have our own ego and have our own past mm -hmm. experiences. If you're not being able or not willing to stay humble or to, you know, not say to lower yourself, but kind of like, I want to learn. I'm willing to learn. I'm open to learn. So if you don't have this mentality or attitude, one year in, one year out, meaning that whatever the person is telling you, you're just like letting it go over your head and just going off into the wind. So that's not so good. So always find someone whom you respect. Second thing that you want to do is find someone who has the direct results or the indirect results. So say, for example, you need support in personal branding and you want to put yourself online. How can you master your online reputation? So you, I have, so for me, I'm a coach. So you can come to me, I can mentor you on this area because I have a direct result of helping CEOs, politicians, and uh, you know, celebrities across Southeast Asia. So that is a direct result. Find somebody who has the result, been there, done that. The second one is the indirect result. Say, for example, you need a network to come into Southeast Asia, okay, into to do your business in Southeast Asia, even though you're online or offline, okay, whether, whether it's in both ways or not. Mm -hmm. So you join somebody or you know this mentor and get to into his or her network so that you can benefit um, as well. But I'm not asking you to take. I'm asking you that choose somebody whom you can learn from, whom you can respect and look at the direct result or the indirect result of the person. Yeah. I, so I want to uh, quickly recap that because I think that was really important. First is you said find a mentor, which I agree with you is that you need to find somebody who you can trust, but you're willing to listen to because so often we get in our heads and I'm like, I know everything, but that mentor is going to help speed up those results. I always say this because I'm a coach as well, but more on a life coaching aspect is people can do the work that I'm teaching on their own, but it's going to take them way longer on their own than it will working with me. And then um, the, the second thing that you were talking about in my brain just completely, completely left me. I'm like, I'm on this, this tangent. I got this. I got this. Um, but you did talk about getting into um, somebody's, the last thing was getting into somebody's network, which, you know, it's so easy and there's so many ways to network 
in your local area. Like for me personally, I host um, local meetups in my area. And that's a great way to connect with other people on a, on a, on a, a really real level and be able to, that person now trusts you. So when they're thinking of, say for you, they're thinking of a marketing expert, they're looking for somebody with the expertise you have, then yes, you're going to want to refer them because you're like, well, I met this person. They seem really nice. I, I want to refer them to you, you know, and it's, it's really about, and I really want people to take away is one, we have to do the work. And two, we want somebody, oh, the second one, I just remember the second one is um, following somebody who is where we want to be, that has the expertise that we would like to utilize. So I see business coaches popping up all the time who have never built a business. What's the sense in working with them if they've never built a business before? Because they actually don't have the experience to back up what they're saying that they can do. So like you pointed out, you have all this experience, you've worked with all these different people and you could really help people with that. Um, so I, I really want people just, I just wanted to reiterate it so people could soak that in that you, you're not just looking for like your best friend to be your mentor, unless your best friend is somebody who's actually <laughs> been there and done it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much true yeah and also i have women uh, i have women who are not willing to um do the work like just now you have mentioned but they want the network but they're not willing to put in the effort right. you know they just want the end result yeah like oh you know give me the media exposure put me on newspaper or get me into this celebrity network that you have or you know they want that thing but they're not willing to even take the first step or even if they do they just want the shortcut um all i can say is there is really no shortcuts out there you really have to put in some smart effort that allows you to shorten your journey so that you can get to where you want much much faster yeah i love that you pointed that out because people do want shortcuts they're they're not willing to they'll go to a networking event and they think they go to one and it's going to be enough no you have to go over time and build up your reputation with these people so they see you there they begin to trust you then they want to refer you or they want to ask you questions but it's not going to be the first time you show up in a networking event or like for example with the podcast i often get like people emailing me to pitch me them as themselves as a guest or their um, whoever they're working for as a guest and i don't accept email pitches i do an application and I'll send them the link to the application and say, well, you need to go apply here. And nobody does it. Like 1% of people I've sent that to have done it. And I'm like, that little extra step would have probably been a guarantee to be a guest because it was a decent story, but I have a process, right? And mm. people just don't want to do that extra work. They just want to like, like you said, take a shortcut and, and get the results hopefully that way. But it, it, it rarely works out that way. Yeah, totally agree. Yes. So we've talked about, you know, the kind of struggles you've had in business, the tools that have really helped you out. You talked about how you have a network of women. Share with us a little bit of, and we've mentioned a little bit about networking. What are some really good tips for people to help when they're trying to network, whether online or in person? Solrich Women as a female entrepreneur platform, our niche is helping women to go from offline to online. We used to be just a female entrepreneur platform back in those days. But oh, as time passed by, we need to niche. And that's when we found our area. And that's why women join us. So we help women to do the networking, not by networking 
online because when you're online, you first you need to know what is your messaging. So step one is to know what where you stand and what is your positioning, right? Are you a mentor? Are you a coach? What kind of content are you putting out? So two is content. So what kind of content are you putting out there? It's not a quote. A lot of people are misusing quotes these days. Like you open up Canva and Pick Monkey, and you're like, okay, like let's create one thousand quotes, and then you're every day you're just <laughs> scheduling on Hootsuite or something, and then you're just blasting quotes to people. Come on, the days are over. Maybe five years ago that would. Work. Work. But now it's all about authenticity. It's about your voice. Can people hear you? Are you real? You know, are you really? Uh, you know, are you able to be able to show your thoughts and your idea through the words and the photos that you put out there on on the social media platforms and like LinkedIn, um, Instagram, or Facebook and whichever, so that people can know, like, and trust you. Let me just share with you a lot of the networking that's happening for us online and for the women out there in our community is because of their authority and because there's some there's they've gained no like trust uh, in the online space and because of that people come to them say hey I think your post looks really very interesting I would like to know you more then the the conversation gets started a bit more meaningful than hey your profile looks very cute or your your photo looks very cute or that's a very nice quote people will not come to you for that you know but if yeah. you look intellectual online you know how to put your asset online or build your online reputation that's when the natural networking will attract people to you you don't have to chase after people if you know how to build your online reputation well okay and people will just be attracted to you and from there you can spark your conversation and whether you want to meet the person in person, put a process like yourself, Megan, you put a process for podcast application. Same, networking online, put a process. Are you willing to do a call first? What is the agenda of the meetup? Don't waste your time. You have 12, 24 hours. I have 24 hours. Both of us have it. But how do we make use of the 24 hours to know more people, to grow our business, to scale our business, or to you know, have time for self-care even and self-love? Mm-hmm. I love that you pointed out. We do need time for self-care and self-love. I think people often yeah. overlook that. Like, how are you going to show up as your best self in, in these situations if you're not first taking the time to care for yourself as well. I have met women who are networking, networking, networking every day. It's all about this whole networking thing and they sometimes neglect themselves. So I feel that there must be a balance somewhere uh, when you want to do your networking and then you know, knowing how to put some boundaries in place will definitely help a lot of you or yourself who's listening in right now to get started in terms of networking. Some of you may say, oh, I'm new, Janisha. Um, I mean, I'm not you. I'm not Miss Singapore. I'm not a successful entrepreneur. Nobody wants to talk to me. But hey, if you're consistent, like what Megan have shared as well, she's consistently out there doing a podcast and myself doing consistently doing Facebook live shows and we are out there reaching out to people. Whether they are there to listen to you or watch you right now, sometimes they could be busy. But when the time comes and you're still there, the last woman standing, they will definitely come to you. Yes. And I'm like you, I do Facebook lives every Monday through Friday. And a lot of people say, you know, when you do them, the timing's not good for me, but I know that they're there and I go back and I visit them. And the same with the podcast is because it's there forever. Like it, they can go back and visit any time that they'll be like, oh, okay. You know what? I want to see what Megan talked about today. 
because it is that consistent because they're not like, oh, maybe I do one every like three weeks and they miss it. They're not going to remember to go back and look at it. But if it's very consistent, they're going to know you're in their head, right? You're They know this is what they can expect from you. And they know that it's valuable information. And they know that if they tune in, they're going to learn something new. And you, we really have to take the time to build that up because if we're we're not showing up consistently, people don't know what to expect. And then they don't know if they should visit you and check out your video or see what content you have because they don't know whether it's relevant to them or not. Yes, so I agree with that as well. And also most importantly, really set your boundaries right, especially when it's online. There's lots of people who are scammers out there and who are what we call the time vampires. They just want to suck your time and suck your energy. So just be aware. So set a certain process, like step one, you know, you will ask a few questions, filter off, do a quick 15 minutes call, Uh, even just networking online, you know, if you need to call, if not just, um, you know, ask some standard questions to get to know the person a little bit better before you guys even meet yeah like whether you're in I mean, you're trying to get to their t- intentions because there are a lot of people that are spammers they just want to tell you what they have for sale right they uh, yes, really correct <laughs> they really don't care about you as a person i had somebody do this to me and um we literally met for coffee and talked for like ever and then she messages me like a month later and um we're talking about where we're both moving to the same place. Mm-hmm. And um, I had said, oh yeah, I'm getting ready to move as well. And she's like, to where? And I was so taken aback because I'm like, we had coffee and talked about this for like an hour about how we're both moving to the same place. And you didn't even like retain that information, which uh- <laughs> volumes about, you know, her intentions of us connecting, mm-hmm. right? That it had little to, to do with me. It's just about telling me what she, she sells and what she's into. So what was she selling? <laughs> she, oh, um, one of, it's one of the nutrition MLM, oh, okay. the multi-level marketings. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> which one exactly, but oh, I was like- okay. Don't mention the brands, all right. <laughs> yeah, I try to avoid mentioning brands because I'm like, I don't need anybody to come at me about that. But yes, yeah, it's, right. a, it's some, some kind of health and nutrition MLM. And I was just like, very like taken aback because I'm like, we had coffee and met and she seemed really nice. Um, she did talk a lot about her business, but we literally talked for a long time about the fact that we're both moving to the same exact city. <laughs> and she completely forgot. I'm like, how can you forget that? Like that conversation happened. And she's like, oh, I remember having coffee, but I forgot that we talked about that. I'm like, that's the reason we met for coffee. Like, yeah. but yeah, that's see- the sort of thing that we need to filter out those and be aware of those spammers who don't really care. They just want to um, utilize you to either buy something or they want their, your platform so they can sell something. They don't really care about networking. Oh yeah, we, we, we do get that a lot here in Soul Rich Woman. A lot of people write to us and they want to advertise, they want to mm-hmm. sell to our database because we have about 200,000 subscribers, we've got you know, 12,000 members and they're like, oh, can we sell and can we promote? I'm like, okay. You know, <laughs> so so they, they, they are just, they're just takers, they're not givers. So for all of you who's tuning in right now, your listeners, you know, I just want to share with you, always give before you receive. And of course, you need to declutter your network as well once in a while. Like, I mean, now there's this very popular lady from Japan. Her name is Marie Kondo. And she says, combat clutter, ask yourself, does this spark joy? If the answer is no, 
dispose of it. Now, clutter creates stress and distractions. So does toxic, toxic people, okay? Dispose both the condo way. Yes, I love that you said that. I, um, I have been... Since 2019 started, I have been ruthless about removing people from my <laughs> online space. Like Ooh. if they have like a very negative like messaging or they don't seem to, there doesn't seem to be anything that, like you said, sparks joy or there's no like relationship there. Then I'm like, I don't really need them in my social network because it's not serving me in any way. And so I just remove them. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true because you see, ultimately when you're in the online space or whether you're in your own reality or at your own home or whichever place you're at, you need to put yourself first. As a woman, come on. We, a lot of, uh, I mean, for me, because I run a network here in Southeast Asia, a lot of the women um, have a common issue of not putting themselves first because it's always the husband first, the children, the kids, the in-laws. It's always about somebody else. Probably because of the nature of a, of a woman, like we, we tend to give more and so much more that sometimes we don't even look at our dreams and our, the fire that's in our belly that was in there. Um, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, you kind of kind of neglect it because family in Asia culture is family comes first, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're tuning in, I just want to say this. There is a like what we call the ice bucket challenge. There is a Korean noodle challenge. How about this year? This year, there is a put yourself hashtag challenge. <laughs> I love that. Every day. Put yourself first challenge. Come on, if you are able to put yourself first 1% every single day, by the end of the year, you will have 365% of putting yourself first. That could mean a lot of things, you know, putting a shower, going for a mani-pedi, going for a spa, and that will recharge your soul. And because by having that soul, you're able to do and accomplish a lot more, not just as a mother, but also as a as a wife, as a person, as a woman of the dreams, you know? Yeah. yeah. I spent so many years um, just pouring into my children. So like even here in the United States, family is not as, as a big of a deal as it is in the Asian countries, but it's still like when you're a mother, the expectation is, is you're going to put your kids first and pour into them and, and I'm not saying I'd neglect my children. I'm just saying that I learned that I also have to put myself first. I have to be important because if I'm not taking care of myself and making sure I am filled up, like my bucket's full, then I can't appropriately take care of my, my family. Then I'm just angry and I'm tired and I'm snappy and that doesn't serve anybody. But once I like discovered who I was again and decided to do things that I'm passionate about, I'm a much better mother than I was before. Love that. Hashtag put yourself first. Yes. So everybody, you got to use that hashtag this year. <laughs> Make sure you do one thing for yourself every single day, which doesn't, like you said, it doesn't even have to be really big. It could be like, I haven't taken a shower in three days, so I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> um, you know, or like those moms that might be listening who have little babies at home. Maybe it is like you're going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah. 1% every single day. Hashtag put yourself first. Okay. I love that. Yeah. So what are some, speaking of putting yourself first, what are some things you do to um, practice self-care? For me, I need space. I need time alone. I'm actually an introvert, trained extrovert. So for, for those of your listeners out there, it's basically when you're introvert means that when you have time, what, what do you do with your time? Do you 
go out and look for more friends or do you just want to be alone yeah. spend time with your books or your computer or, or your bed whatever so I, I just want to be alone sometimes so mm-hmm. for me um, having being an introvert I mean I need to give myself space to recharge mm-hmm. so after all the hustle and bustle when I'm talking and working with my team I like to stroll along the beach uh, I love to um, you know listen to good music uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, you know, to spend time reading some books and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the kind of things I do. I'm also an introvert, but I've learned to be more extroverted when I'm out with other people. Um, but I do. I need that recharge time. I need some quiet time. And it's hard. I have four kids. So it's to get quiet time. <gasps> wow. it's, yeah. It's hard to get. It's hard to get quiet time. But I mean, I still do. I try to manage it in my day, like either like before they get up or after they go to bed, having that time that's just for me so I can be quiet and still. And like you, I enjoy listening to really good music or reading books or, you know, so many things, but I need that time. And I, I get like tapped out if I'm too social. Like if I go to too many social events, I will be super tired and worn out. So I have to carefully balance that. So I don't, I, I don't people myself out. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I, I, I used to do a lot was scuba diving. Uh, mm. I'm, a re- I'm a rescue diver, certified rescue diver. So I absolutely love being underwater or in the sea, you know, doing my thing. Because there's absolute peace when you're in the water and there's only you, yourself, the fish, and the sea urchins and <laughs> corals. You know, that's all around you. So... That to me is heaven, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I love I absolutely love scuba diving. I mean, it's one of the things I love to do. Yeah. See, I'm one of those people that I really love to just like walk in the woods. I grew up on I don't know if you guys use acres in Asia, but um 50 acres of land, which is a lot of land. Um wow. yeah, and so we had most of it was wooded. So when I was a little kid, I would just wander the woods with a good book and, you know, find some place to sit down and just watch nature. And I love that sort of thing. So it actually gets me really, really worked up that I live in a city right now. And I'm like, please give me some more trees. I need more trees. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked about how the the kind of tools that you have used, the struggles you've had, some ways to use self-care. And I really want people to take away self-care can be different for everybody. It's really what makes you feel really good. Mm What are some things that you'd like to leave my audience with some tips, some things that could help them as they go forth in their, their lives. Don't be a victim of your own circumstances. Step out of your comfort zone and go towards the dreams that you have always truly ever imagined. Yes. So what are your dreams going forward? Do you have any big things on the horizon? Yeah, um, we want to grow so rich women to 20 countries. And of course, uh, I always believe that alone you are strong. Together, we are unstoppable. Yes. So how can people join Soul Rich Woman if they've been listening this whole time and they're like, I would like to connect with people in other countries? Yeah, especially if you would like to network in Southeast Asia, a female entrepreneur platform that helps women to go from offline to online, you can go to soulrichwoman.com, spelled as S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. Yes, I love that. 
I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This was an amazing conversation. And I think it's really going to help the women listening, whether they are entrepreneurs or they're just an everyday woman that, you know, is working a career because we talked about some things that are really just life tips. Yeah. Because for because for all of us who do business, sometimes for women, we need to first have um you know really a supportive community, Mm -hmm. and of course self love a hashtag put a self first challenge, and only with this as foundation pieces that when we do our businesses, we can truly give. If not, we are coming from a space of scarcity and not at a space of positivity and love. Yes. I love that. That's all, I'm all about that. Like that's, that's why I, I self-care is one of the main things I teach people as a coach is, you know, I, so often I teach boundaries, self-care and time management. And so often women, those are three of the main things that are holding them back. You know, they're not taking that time to really take care of themselves, set some solid boundaries with people and manage their time effectively. Because like you said, we all only have 24 hours in a day. So how are you getting so much done, but somebody else is not because it's time management. You obviously have good time management skills. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Megan. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You're, You're welcome. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.